Hello, hello, at Detroit Sports Chat is finally back with a pod. It's only been over a year, but we're finally all together. We're here. I'm Jim. We got Dan here, Chuck, and we got Gumpy Mike over there. How we all doing? We're back. Yeah, I, I thought for a split second there, this year break would have allowed you to uh, to grow up a little bit, but you had, to throw, you had to throw the gump in there. Yep. Has it really Clearly been a not. year? It's been over a year, for sure. It wasn't right after the draft? We didn't. We didn't do a pod this we draft. Didn't do a oh, pod that's after right. the draft. The Rona. Oh right. yeah, Corona. Yeah. That was the thing. Yeah, we're all watching. We were all watching a draft on Zoom. On Zoom. Yep. And we were ecstatic for some reason about Jeff Okuda. Goes to show you how smart we are. <laughs> I um, think we all I'm thought still, that, that was the pick. I think. I think the scheme and Patricia's ruining that though. I, I True. Don't, I think right, we'll, 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 we'll get into that. Right, we'll get right, into right, that. Right, we'll get into but, this. Obviously, um, it's it's going to be ninety five percent Lions tonight. Uh, it's disappointing. Dan probably wants to talk a little bit of Michigan because we got Homer. He's a Homer, so he's going to say all the positives about this season, which makes absolutely no sense. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit. But look, let's just get off right from the get-go. All right, hashtag fire Patricia, right? Yeah, so uh, yesterday I think we all knew what was going to happen. It was an utter embarrassment. I Granted, the Houston Texans aren't a good team. They're three and seven, but Deshaun Watson is, you know, he's a top five quarterback in this league. That still shouldn't mean anything. You should have at least gone in there and put up some sort of fight. We got our ass beat. Forty one twenty five, it was way where it felt like we lost forty one nothing. But you know what what's kind of telling for that is the players knew the fire that was under Patricia's ass. Like his seat was hot and the everybody knows it, right? And that was the performance you got on Thanksgiving Day for a fairly healthy lineup. I know Kenny's out. I know, I know you know Swift was out, but that was the performance you got. It, it was a bad performance all around, and I think that tells a lot about what the players say about Patricia. So let's I, let's just I say the obvious here. Obviously, if you follow us on Twitter, you know we're very vocal about fire Patricia. We've been like that. We've been for, like this for a year and a half, and you know we've we've gotten a lot of flack um, from. From slappies and supporters, but I think now we're all on the same page. And you know, we've had a couple tweets. I told you so, but honestly, none of that matters now. We're all on the same page. We all want Patricia fired. So, but I think I think we need to start kind of from the beginning because I think a lot of people look at our page and just say, you know, negative, blah blah blah. You know, they hate us. But the fact of the matter is, a couple things with with the Patricia firing. We bring up Caldwell all the time, and, and I understand it because Caldwell was fired with a much better record and Patricia's still here, but it's important to note that Caldwell wasn't the right guy for the job either. He wasn't the right job guy then. He's not the right guy now. He never got us over the hump. And and, 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 and that's the thing, too. It's it's like we're rooting for the Lions. Obviously, the Lions have been trash ever since we've been born, or in, in beyond that, since our parents have been born. But... When are we going to start having some expectations where there's one day where it's like, okay, I want to not only compete in the NFC North and win a division, I actually want to win playoff games and actually one day be able to sit in my basement and watch a Super Bowl. But well, that, that, was, that was the mindset when we got Patricia. Like, so, yep. so going You're bringing back a winner. That, yeah, just, you know, so everybody knows, people that maybe didn't follow us three years ago, was we were ecstatic about Matt Patricia yeah, being we were. And we were really? wrong. He, he, he was the number that. one coaching candidate coming out. He yeah. was, and we got him. And remember how remember how upset we were when we thought that he was going to the Giants? Yeah, yep. I, I, I don't I don't think it's necessarily an indictment on the past and saying that we're excited we're we were excited about the hire because it was exactly kind of what we wanted. 
it's not working. Yeah. yeah. It, it's clear as day that it's not working. And so it's okay to admit that. Yeah. It's okay yeah. to admit that you were wrong. We were wrong. It's just that we noticed it a lot earlier than a lot of other people, and we got shit for it. Which, whatever, man. We're all Lions fans. We understand it. We talk shit on Twitter. It is what it is. It's all in good fun. But I'm just I'm happy that we're all on the same page now. But the fact of the matter is, it's 8 o'clock at night on Friday after Thanksgiving, and there's no tweet about Matt Patricia... Nope. And or Bob Quinn being fired right now. Yeah. And what? Which, which goes now to ownership. Yeah, and, and Chuck, so, I like, remember you were you were always you always took the side of we can't blame Martha Ford for everything. Yes. And I actually agreed with you in a way because you you made good points saying that Martha Ford and ownership are, are trying their best to like what more can they do? They're they're getting the pieces, they're you know, it's Detroit, we're not a giant market. When it comes to you know bringing in free agency and everything like that, but now you look at it, it's like, okay, what are we doing here? Are you just playing? We're the the nice people. We're the Fords. Like, still keep on trying to give people a chance. Like, you are not sticking up for the fan base. The fan base wants results. They want answers. And for once, as a Lions fan, and I'm 30 years old, I can finally see. A majority, a group of the fan base is starting to be like, okay, I know this is like always a joke, same old Lions and everything, but now we're getting pissed off as a fan base. So it's funny you say that because I actually, me and Mikey talked about it on the car ride here. I, so 100%, I was always, you know, people with the sell the team shirts last year, and I, I thought it was just so stupid because, A, Martha Ford was new, but even then, I mean, the Fords in general, like how many head coaches have we seen? How many GMs have we seen? So we've seen the turnover when things weren't working. I think a lot of it comes on Matt Millen was here for a little too long, and that's where like the Fords took blame. But they they tried to get new things in here that worked. But for the first time, based off of the end of last year and the press conference that Sheila Ford had and Martha Ford had, the fact that we're here now at a Four and seventeen that really shows no four and six. Uh, that shows no four and seven. That shows no sign of kind of turning things around. And I mean, you can argue that there's zero progress from the day Patricia started. So if if Sheila Ford was adamant on getting a winner here, like she told the fans at the end of last year, this was the day to do it. And 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 that's the thing too. Fans aren't going to kill her if. If Sheila came out today and be like, hey, listen, uh, I made a mistake. Um, if I can go back in time, obviously she can't say these exact words. Um, maybe I should have jump-started this process last year. Uh, I chose to give them another opportunity. It didn't work out. And that's all you have to say. You don't even we have to can, say that. Just it, fire the guy. Just fire him. But, and, but that's the difference between us and winning organizations. I know. They don't tolerate it. For whatever reason, we do. If this would be unacceptable to so many different organizations. This would have – like. The Falcons, they went to the Super Bowl three years ago. They went one and three at the bye. What they do? They fired the coach that got them to the Super Bowl. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. We were one and three on the bye week. What did we do? Ah, come on back, Matt. Yeah, it doesn't crazy. make it does not make sense. And the longer I, this goes on, the more now I point finger at the front office. Yeah, I I think that's the biggest indictment is it's just been radio silent. You've, the only the only thing that you've seen from the Fords is Sheila with her hands in her face. That's the only time that you've really and she seen admitted it. Like she, she admitted her her opening press conference was that she was going to be around 
to talk more to fans and, 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 and be more involved in the team. And today, she has, she's been polar opposite. Today was just the perfect opportunity. And, I mean, you can literally point to everything she said at the press conference to a single day for her to make a decision and mean what she said, and that is today. I mean, we still got three and a half hours left of the Friday, but today was the day. It made all the sense in the world. You got it could a have long been last week. night. It could have been last night. It, it's, yeah, it's just a slap in the fa- it's a slap, slap in, in the face, face of your fan base, yep. fans. And yep. the and the NFL and and pro sports are so different than college because in college you're answering the boosters primarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The NFL and pro sports leagues are about your fan base and keeping them engaged and excited about your team, the future of your team, and to just go radio silent is it's, it's, it's the same old, same it's, old. It's I, so, we shouldn't be surprised. It's so crazy, too, because the NFL is such an, it's such an up-down theory, so where you're terrible for a couple years, but then after those couple of years, you're a Super Bowl contender. It's an up-down theory until it comes to us. Well, We're always just in that media, and, and that's the thing. I think you, you, I think it might have been you, Jim, who mentioned it earlier. I I disagree that Detroit wasn't uh, an attraction for at least on the offensive side, or like a, a a coach because you've got an established quarterback who you don't have to draft, you don't got to spend two, three years, four years developing. Like put the pieces around this guy, and he can take you places. He's regressed this year. He hasn't been very good, but He's been bad. But I, I still think three years ago. You know, Patricia coming in, there was some excitement. Everybody wanted a defensive mind, yeah. and it turns out. But yeah. imagine how attractive the job was last summer. You have, yeah. the, you have the number three pick. You have some cap space. Money. Yep. You have Stafford right now yep. if you want him. That's the scary part about the future and direction of this team right now is you go into next season. We're not going to have the number three overall pick. Well, no, we're not. And, but the and bigger our, problem our, is. We're in a bigger cap space yes. problem, and. You gotta sign Kenny. I mean, yeah, you gotta. You're not gonna. He don't want to play here now. Well, well he, he, he has all the leverage. Right. So when you probably could have got him for maybe 17 million a year, now a guy like him is gonna be like, screw it, give me 22 million a year. Yeah. And I don't you have to sign me. But I. But now, if the if the price goes up too much, you're not in a position to sign no, him because, because you need to start over. Yes, there's yep. so many holes here that you need to plug that you don't have the money. So if if you really wanted to do it right. And say we get the number, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to be like right Seven, around eight. the seventh overall yeah. pick. Say you want to go best quarterback available, see what you can get for Stafford on the open market. Maybe get sneak back in there for Not the first much, round. And Not then much. Yeah, you could probably get a first round. I don't think you're getting a first. Two years, two years still left on that contract. There's a team that's pretty close that would probably take that on. I think Indy would. Indy would in a heartbeat. Indy, ex- Indy established O-line, best O-line in the league. They have a great running game. I mean, they just I, traded they still for have a weapons. veteran quarterback, traded their first-round pick. You think they're going to do it two years in a row? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm saying that it's, Chris kind of a, nuts, it's a pipe dream, and, a, and it's a hope and a wish. But I, I think you're right. I think last year was the year to pull the trigger and to do this because of the cap space that you had and the number three pick. Like yeah. but, you're, you're already set up right there for, for a new coach to come in and establish. Right? You've, got, you've got an impact piece. You've got an established quarterback. Their offensive line has been good this year. That's that's the other thing that's really frustrating is for years, Stafford was running for his life. Yeah. And this year, you finally get the pieces on the offensive line to be good. I so mean, Six I, I, days ago when he got killed. They're you know not funny? great, but they're good. You know good. what's funny? Two, three years ago, I don't know how many times. It was back when we had like Zach Zanner. Like how many times 
when it was third and two, third and one, did we just know that it wasn't? We weren't going to get a first down, and we were just like, man, if we can just get a little bit of a run game and get those first downs, that would make such a difference. And now we actually have it, and we still and this, this is the problem though. And we've we've said this for years, and that's why I've I've always been one of Matthew Stafford's number one fans. But at the end of the day, I need to finally look myself in the mirror and realize we do say the same thing. It's every single year we're saying excuses. We're like, man, build up that old line. Like you were saying, build up that old line. Staff wrap all day to throw, be able to slug it. Give him a running back. Well, now he has a running back. He has, he has weapons. He has offensive weapons. He has everything he needs. And he's failing. Well, the problem is he's got an offensive coordinator who thinks it's 1994. But Stafford has to step up. I agree. He's he's got to go at the line and say, look, we're not going to run this shit, man. We're going to do something else. And, dude, I I think this year more than ever you can see the frustration in in his body language. And and I I don't think, you know, you got so many people that say, man, Stafford doesn't, like, talk. Stafford doesn't. I think he does got a fire that none of us will ever see. Oh. Like in the locker room, in the huddle, I think for sure he's got a fire. But I don't think he's got enough free reign to do what he wants to do. Which because, is which is which is crazy to me because he's he's the obvious leader in the clubhouse. Everybody, everybody loves him. Everybody, everybody loves, loves it. Him. Everybody he's, loves him. He's a guy like veteran. Snacks. No one's been here longer than him. A he guy coaches. like Snacks plays one year here and is just like love there, number nine. There are former players right. who consistently give him praise yep. but it's on coaching it's on you know coaching. what though i don't think like to your point jim how you're saying like you got to look in the mirror you know he hasn't been that good i don't think so much even right now i don't think it's so much that he's no longer that good so it's time to move on i think it's just straight up time to restart and officially say time to blow it up i don't think well, we could have said think, that i think in the last 10 i think years. it's safe to say that we can't win with him staff no, you know, but here's the thing that. stafford's good enough to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I think anybody that argue, I'll have that argument all day. Stafford is more than good enough to win a Super Bowl. The problem is, he, you got to, any quarterback has to have pieces. We are missing pieces, but the problem is we're missing so many pieces. And that's on Quinn. That you're not going to have enough time to rebuild it with the structure that Quinn created here, the scheme, the money, the the holes, like I said, he's created, you're not going to have enough time. Stafford's 32 going on 33. How many more years does he have left where he's going to be good enough to win a Super Bowl? And then the argument came up, someone mentioned about, look at Drew Brees, look what he did. A, Drew Brees has Sean Payton. And and B, Drew Brees is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I love Stafford, but he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Stafford's think not, of, not a Hall of Famer. Think of, no, think he's of not, this. Because he, he's not winning. And this is why I agree with you, Chuck, in that Stafford is still good enough to win and literally win a Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl winning, not that he's won one, but he's capable of winning a Super Bowl. Here's why it hasn't happened. It's not so much because of his play. It's because think about how many times what would this team look like with, in, I want to say, in, not a specific player, but Jared Davis' pick didn't work out. So let's just say you did good on that pick. You got a first-round linebacker that's a little bit above average. That would make a difference. What what better would it be if you actually hit on the Tease Tabor pick? If you hit on the Jelani Tavai pick? Oh, don't get, like, dude, Bob Quinn our, is the to team me right would now look Bob, so much different. Bob Even the free Quinn agent is science. more is more of an important firing to me than Matt Patricia would be. I need Bob Quinn out of here, dude. I I think they go hand in hand, man. I, I think it's Patricia is such a bad coach. Yeah, and and actually, maybe I'm kind of reversed. I I think that Patricia doesn't use the player, and not that Bob Quinn selected good players. I'm not saying he has, but I don't think. 
Patricia utilizes the players. I don't, we didn't, he didn't utilize Carryon Johnson enough. I know he's injured, whatever. But obviously, you got Ragnow, and then you flip him to guard when he's a center yep. year one. You have Hawkinson, who can be... I, I still think he can be a top three tight end in the league. I mean, but, but here's you're not utilizing a example of Hawkinson yesterday. Hawkinson, eighty yards first quarter, didn't even see a but target. Who was that on? That's not on Quinn. Quinn's giving you the pieces, and I'm, again, I'm not defending Quinn at all. I'm saying it's Patricia and his coordinators then, and whoever else. But then you look at his even his free agent signings. Bad, you look at a guy like bad. Big V. Yep. Big bad. V is getting benched. Jesse James might hurt. have He's like seven, re- seven receptions. Jesse James, another one. Coleman. Right? Coleman's another one, dude. Yeah. Coleman, bust. Trufant. Made and it, everyone was just like, oh, Trufant's just as good as Darius Slay. No, like, Coleman come on. Is, the, is the high, at the time when we signed him, highest paid yeah. nickel corner in yeah. the league. Yeah. yeah. We paid him that's what 10, I'm saying, million, though. $10 million a year. That's, why, that's why I still defend Stafford to an extent because. I'm saying it's it's not so much that we can't win with him. It's just it's just time the, the, because the prob- everything the that Quinn has is, done. Though, there's been a lot of games where Stafford's had that opportunity and he's had a good enough team and he fell on his face. I mean, I am not the kind of I don't like to blame refs, but that Dallas game. I think he's it was had two years in the playoffs. Dallas I think he's had could have easily came back. Yeah, there's and, been and, two years where he's had to he had a team good enough to you know make, make a run stop. to the NFC Championship. But he didn't do it because Stafford, you know, the the game against the Saints, you had the lead going into halftime, that playoff game. Stafford didn't step up. I'm not saying it's his fault because our defense was We weren't supposed shit. to win that game. No, we weren't. But sometimes when you have a quarterback like Matt Stafford, you have he's got to win those games. Yeah, that's the thing. He was win. playing a quarterback yeah. named Drew Brees. I, but you I know, also, but sometimes but you have to win that's those the thing, games. Though, Mikey, you also, there's sometimes where... Players who are quarterbacks who are worse than Stafford, like a Ryan Tannehill, steps up when Stafford doesn't, and it it's frustrating. But that's because the I difference. see shitty quarterbacks, and I know what you're going to say like Ryan Tannehill has a better team around him, so it's easier. But there comes a time where Tannehill just played better, like he played better than Stafford ever has in a big game, and it's really, really, really frustrating because I want to defend the guy, but at the same time, it's like, dude, it's year twelve, like. Let's but, wake up. It's year twelve, and we aren't winning with it. But this isn't. I mean, it's 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 not his fault. I, I think. I, I, I don't look, think we had this conversation much longer. It's not his fault. We have a historically bad defense last two years. Not just a really bad, a historically bad defense last two years. Stafford can't play defense. It's it's both. It's not. It's not all his fault. But there are moments and opportunities in the times that he did had that he did have. That he just Failed. he didn't deliver. Yeah, but how many times? But that's did he, that's though? a small like how many fourth quarter? Yes, I mean how many times did the defense not step up? And what make what stops? did he have? Sixteen seconds to get the, against Washington to get the ball in field goal range, and he yeah. did. Well, I mean, Chase Young also helped that out yeah. a lot. But if those it wasn't for Chase things, Young, that never would have. But, but those that are things. That, yeah, you can't overlook that. Here's what's annoying: last year, defensively, we're like, damn, like still can't stop the run. You know, all this stuff. All right, what did we do? Like, can't stop the run, can't rush the quarterback. What did we do to, to resolve that? Uh, we signed Shelton. Patriots didn't even want him. We signed Nick Williams. We're like, ooh, yeah, he's our starter. <laughs> and and then what did we do on the edge? Nothing. You Absolutely drafted a Quora, and you yes. don't play the guy, and now he's on the IR. Here we are in the same exact spot. You can't stop the run. You can't. I remember going into last year's draft thinking, like, there's no way they're not going to address the edge. There's no no way. Like okay. we didn't rush. We were rushing three all year. That was so bad. There's no way. And here we are. Yep. And, and and that's the thing too. So, say our our fifth round pick, we took Huntley. It's like 
I could respect if they took three defensive ends in a row, yeah, like the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, hoping that they just hit on one. And the chances are you're probably going to hit on one and at least have a starter out of it. Rotational. That rotational least, guy or something. And no, they just – I don't know what it is with his philosophy of defense, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, because these are Bob Quinn's players, and they agree with the same exact style that Patricia is running. They don't believe in pressuring the quarterback or bringing extra people and playing man. And it, it's just the most frustrating defense because I watched – Deshaun Watson was literally had all day to throw, and like I'm just watching his progression. It, 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 it was again, it was comedy watching him pick apart this defense. I think the biggest indictment too was in that game. If you just watch Tavai, he was lost. He, he was, did you watch him such, off the edge? He was such. He's, he's just he's just a lost. he's just a dude out there. He gets he gets stuffed at the line when he tries to to blitz or, or come off the edge. He gets stuffed, stood up, and then the play's away from him. And then you know, it's a it's a high second round pick, man. Dude, and, he was, and worse, what was he like the fifth overall pick of the second round or and something? You know like what? That? The 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 bigger problem is when when we took him, everybody said the same thing. Well, for besides for the slappies, and again, I don't want to fight with the quote unquote slappies, but everybody said the same thing. Man, what a reach! And there was so much pressure on this guy to be good because Quinn's smartest guy in the room, and it turned out he was wrong. And you can't have a guy. Who not only if he and took look to at his buy next there, pick. what was his next pick? Will Harris. Yeah, Will. Okay. Who he traded up for? Who yeah. was awful. But my my point is, if if you make those decisions, you got to hit up. But even if like Tavai was slotted right there, right, and he still didn't work, well then shame on Bob Quinn. I mean, what, that's his job. That's his full time job to get stuff and, that works. But that's that's how he got this job because he was the scout of the Patriots and. What has he done where it's shown, like, it's, man, this guy can scout? Outside Bill, of Kenny Bill, Galladay. It's Bill Belichick, dude. It's the only system that it, works because it, it, it's, it's under Bill it Belichick. It doesn't work, and we're seeing it now with the New England Patriots right now. Tom Brady's gone. The Patriots are struggling. I, I don't know what kind of – I mean, we're not coaches. They've had good defenses before. I think they've had good coordinators, including Matt Patricia. I think whatever well, he did in New England before. Other top defenders also, and, like, are choosing not to play this year. Yeah. Well, yeah, but still, I, there's a big drop right now from the New England Patriots with and without Tom Brady, and we're clearly seeing it right now. The Patriot way does not work outside of New England, and the argument can start here in the next year or two. It doesn't work outside of Tom Brady in New England. Yeah, It's not working here. It's time to move on. Quinn, it, the thing, too, Quinn, Quinn wasn't a GM before this. Matt Patricia wasn't a head coach before this. They have nothing that shows that they can do this job. And now we're in year four and year five or year three and year four, and they still show that it, there's no reason for them to keep going. Like it, it's there, it's a point where the hypothesis is becoming a fact. Exactly. They can't they can't do this job at least here. I, Maybe they go off somewhere else and do a great job. Good for them, but it's not working here. Well, move on. I think that was part of the excitement. You know, four years ago was you're, we're taking a leap. We're taking a, a coordinator who has proven himself in a system that has yielded Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl, right? And you, you bring that pedigree in. The frustrating part was trying to be the Patriots, which is annoying because it only works in New England. So, again, going back, I don't necessarily think it's an indictment on the hire, if it, you know, if we're looking in hindsight, because it wasn't some old, washed-up, established coach who has been a coach at seven other places. Like You went the route that I think everybody wanted you to go. Yep. New. 
you've never been a GM before. Let's see what you can do, right? Instead of saying, you failed here, you failed here, you failed here as a GM. And it's just like, there, there's this constant recycling of coaches in the NFL. It's so weird. It's like, if you get fired for one spot, you're an OC or DC yeah. somewhere else, and then you get another job somewhere. It's 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 honestly really weird. And it was I think it was the right thing to do at the time. The right thing to do right now is to start over. Fire. And they, there's they a lot go. of interesting candidates out there. Yeah. There is. There's a ton. I would just, all you got to do is hit on one. I would just, just be hit. really interested if if we did fire Patricia today to see how the players come out next Sunday because there's been so much talk. Obviously, the players don't like Patricia, and you're not going to get much stuff out of the locker room because that's just the way no, NFL locker room yeah. is. But if, if the Lions come out, if you fire Patricia, obviously it looks like we're not going to do it. But let's say Patricia's not the coach Sunday. The Lions come out with just fire, and, and they win the game, and as frustrated as will be for draft purposes. But I think that'll be a huge indictment on – what the players really thought about Patricia. And stuff will slowly, slowly start to come out again, too. But that's such a huge thing that I think a lot of Lions fans just want to push off to the side. There has been way too many accounts of Patricia being an asshole, the players not getting behind Patricia. And it's not just the players. I mean, him showing up late to meetings, the media, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Bullshit. It's just not working. And, and honestly, we've all had really bad bosses, right? If you have an asshole boss and he asks you to do something, are you going to be excited to do it? I've had cool bosses where, like, hey, man, you want to do this? And I go above and beyond because I know they hooked me up in the in the end. This, I mean, it's so much on what the players think about a head coach that I was really looking forward to Patricia being fired today so we can see next Sunday how the Lions would perform on the field. You know, I, I think if you look at former players who are vocal about their time in Detroit, a lot of it you could probably just say that's eh, kind of sour grapes. But there's one in particular who I think is universally respected across the league. Nate. Glover Quinn. Yeah. Nate Glover, yeah. Glover Quinn has been captain everywhere he's gone. He is universally respected as just a good human being, a really good football player, a locker room kind of a guy. Uh, he has been like absolutely critical of this culture quote unquote that Patricia is trying to to build. And I think that's that's part of the problem is in, in a lot of instances, whether it be sports or, or work or whatever, as as the leader you come in thinking you just have to blow everything up and, and start from scratch and create a, a new culture. When I think for the most part it's been well documented that Caldwell had a good culture. All you had to do was kind of reinforce it, put the pieces in place to continue to build on it. But I, I mean, I get wanting to come in and do things your way, but I think part of a good leader is recognizing what's working and what's not, instead of saying nothing's working. I need to change everything. Yep. And it and it was really concerning. I mean, we talked. Did we talk about this a year ago? Probably not. But the Slay comments that came out, the things he said to Darius Slay. I mean, you don't want to work for a guy that tells you, you know, you can't be working out with elite guys. If I was head coach, I'd be like Darius Slay, you got a chance to work out with some of these elite CBs. Go. Pick their brain. Tell, tell me what you learn from them. Like, well, not like, hey, get off their dick. You know, you're not good enough to practice with these guys. Listen, the other thing is, these are grown ass men. Like, yes. these guys are making millions and millions of dollars. Like, you, you, you just this isn't college or high yeah. school. Like, you, you can't. They're motivated enough by money because they all want to get paid and get a contract. But they're they're elite athletes who spent their entire life trying to win. Like. There isn't. There's not a ton of rah rah that you have to do. There, no. there really, really isn't. These guys are motivated enough. They understand that at any given moment, they're it could be done. They could get cut. They could 
get hurt, whatever it may be, like you, you don't have to, you know, treat them like they're 18 years old. And and the Lions and they're fans at that, Mississippi State again. The Lions fans that like defended Patricia for the Quinn or for the Slay comments. Oh, it 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 drove me nuts because, you know, they say, well, that's your coach. If if you're butthurt over that, you got another thing coming up. And to your point, Dan, these are grown ass men. I don't care if you're my head coach. It's your best player too. You're it's not like gonna, it's a rookie or something. But you're like not that. gonna you're it's not gonna sit player. in a room in front of other grown ass men and tell me to get off another guy's dick because I post my Instagram like. I'm sorry, Darius Slay should have knocked Patricia out, to be honest with you. That's so cool. (laughs) But, like, uh, now it's, okay, what are we waiting for? So we're going to wait to go to Chicago. We're going to wait 10 days from now, go to Chicago, hopefully lose to Trubisky. I guess that will just be the cherry on top. But, I mean, When we talked about doing this yesterday, we we all planned on having a party and drinking. I I mean, we're drinking, but we all. We we were going to be blacking out if, if, uh. Patricia was fired, but like, now it's like okay. So now what? So, so you mean to tell me we had to wait to go to three or four and eight until now, Sheila? You felt like okay. Now it's a necessary measurement to fire Patricia. Now we're, we're like, making assumptions here because she hasn't said it a word. That's who, a thing. Who knows, who knows? what's going to happen? At, who knows? I mean, every day is it, it makes less and less sense to, to fire him this year. As much as I hate to say yeah, that, as more time goes on, the more you think it'll just hit. If it does happen, it'll happen in the offseason the more time goes on. But then you're also questioning, oh, my God, are these guys coming back? If that happens, I'll, my, I, I won't watch a game. My, I fav- swear to my God. favorite weekend of the entire year. It's a draft. draft I won't weekend, even watch. And I, I won't, won't even watch. you imagine being like, hey, we're going to have a top ten pick no, next year, I, and, I know. and you're not I, excited to watch it? I know, because it'll be just like last year where we pick a player. Well, we can have this argument between Okuda and, Okuda and Tua, but... We're we're not thinking about the future. We're thinking about only saving these two guys as jobs. Well, no longer do I think like okay, did we, like it's not even like did we pick a good player? Because no matter what, I think our scheme's fucked up. So if we picked a good player like Jeff Okuda, it ain't gonna work. Yep. The other thing too is just it's it's kind of been baffling uh, the the coordinators in which Patricia has has hired, and that's that's a direct reflection and extension of of his ability to identify people who can come in and and develop uh, schemes Dude. that are uh, our defensive modern and relevant is a cornerbacks coach and we took a we took Okuda and it's still broke he's never he's never called plays before Daryl Bevel was sitting at home for a year uh, and again I, I think it just goes back to that kind of that whole Patriot thing of well this guy's established and he's won before and the league changes so fast I mean, if you look at the quarterbacks now, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, like all of these guys who do Russell Wilson, I mean, he, who he had, but they were a running team. They were they were a run, a, primarily a running team. Russell Wilson without Bevel it was in talks of being the MVP. Yep. So it, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think in, in a similar fashion to, to Harbaugh's inability to, to hire uh, a, an OC. And here we go. And a DC. And here we go. Yeah, I'm salty but I, I i think that's part of it too and it's who you surround yourself with and i don't think gunther cunningham was the, the dc <laughs> that but, was the best the schwartz regime was the best thing that we had going like linehan was like letting things loose uh schwartz was the one that came in and was like we're, we're building from the line yeah linehan was very successful uh, in dallas too that's what i like left. about schwartz schwartz was like we're, we're taking sue 
were taken. They was mean. Uh, yeah, those guys were, were signing Kyle Vandenbosch. Yeah, Vandenbosch. Yeah. yeah, man, midnight. <laughs> yeah. Jason I mean, Jones. But, you know. But we, we had identity. About, we finally had an identity. About the, the coordinators, <clears throat> which kind of brings me back to my first point about, you know, we were just wrong about Patricia. I remember, you know, Paul Pasquale, obviously, was horrible. And Patricia's first couple games, we were just getting burnt. And I remember just getting so pissed because in New England, Patricia obviously was the defensive guy. But, you know, New England, there was a lot of times they were down at halftime and they came in and made adjustments. And it was incredible. We always talk about, man, I can't wait for second half adjustments. And I remember after a couple games, you've seen on the sidelines Patricia down there with the defense. No, Pascani nowhere to be found. But then Patricia's down there with the defense yelling at him, coaching him. And I'm like, yes, dude, this, this is what I wanted. Patricia, take over the defense. Here we go, boys. And it didn't work. Polly P. We still suck. And I was, man, I was just so excited about that. There was so much excitement. And I can't believe three years we're having this conversation. We're, we're this low as an organization. We're terrible, dude. It's, it's, just, it's just another year wasted. Another year wasted of me being a fan, getting all excited for the season. And it's been actually, like, I didn't think this season was going to pan out how it did. And I think the NFL did a great job of the COVID, their protocols, and everything like that, because we really haven't missed a beat. But it's another year of being like, God damn it, here we go again. And I'm sick of it, man. I finally just want an answer. I want someone to come in here, take charge, and I can be excited about this team. I'm just not excited about them. Well, I got these other guys telling me, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's let's back into the playoffs. and but, Or not back into but they, they're just like, they're so excited for a win. It's like... What do you guys want? Like, is this is this football, is this satisfactory to you? Like, watching us go out there and never dominate a team, losing, like, getting blown out. Like, you don't get blown out in the NFL. That's the thing. The NFL is is a game, even with the best teams and worst teams, it's usually always like a seven-point game. It's, it's usually always a one-score game, and we are losing by 16-plus points when we're losing. It's embarrassing. It makes it harder to watch when you you see other organizations that were worse than you, and they're now yes. better. Dolphins, and, yeah, Dolphins, fucking the Bills. Yep. Everything. I mean, I mean, you can keep going on. I mean, the Bengals look like they're on their way with, yeah. with Joey. B. They're an but, exciting team. The Redskins, yeah. exciting. Yeah. They're missing a couple pieces, but like the Redskins had a plan. They wanted to build that defense. That defense is getting better. Obviously, they need some corners, but like, dude, that front line it's scary. It's scary. You get a good linebacker in there. You get a good good couple corners. Then you go draft your next quarterback, and who knows what you have. You know, you, they're a playoff team. And so, we, there's just no excitement for us. But let's – so for the last segment here, let's, let's talk about future. Let's talk about where we see the Lions in the next couple of years, with or without Patricia fired. Um, but I, I tweeted a couple times yesterday. I – I think the Lions, no matter what the regime is, they have a couple pieces that are buildable with any regime that comes in. I think Hawkinson, one of them. Swift. Swift, two of them. Okuda, three of them. Ragnow. Ragnow, definitely. Um, Taylor Decker's been very well. Decker has been good, but, you know... he, yeah, he's not going nowhere. So there's another piece. I think think they hit on the interior line. Jonah Jackson. Jonah Jackson. Jackson. So there's... You have to completely, you have to completely and utterly overhaul that defense. That, yep. Yes, that's that's my point. And the I defense th- to me, I think that means trade Trey Flowers. If yeah, you can, can. 
But you have Okuda. Huge contract, I don't. Man. Still productive. I, I think Aurorie. I think his ceiling is average cornerback. He got lit up. That's fine, yesterday. And, as a yeah, fifth that's round fine. pick. That's, that's fine. That's a hundred percent fine. But we gotta we gotta have we gotta understand what we have. Him and Okuda. I'm cool. I'm cool with them as the building blocks for your corners. Obviously, I mean Tracy Walker. You gotta let him play eighty percent of the snaps. Put him out there. The linebackers, obviously, you need completely new linebackers. You need a new defensive line. But as much as we talk about, man, this you, you need to reshape. If you get a guy that comes in at the next regime and says, okay, man, next year we're taking defensive line, defensive line, linebacker, linebacker, defensive line, and you worry about the quarterback in a year or two from now, we may see things start ticking up sooner rather than later. And that's complete optimism. But I, I think I think our offense, especially if you re-sign Kenny, like you have a dynamic offense with the right coordinator. Yeah, we have a good offense already. This, right now. yeah, with the, the right coordinator, I think this is a solid offense. No, outside of Kenny, we have Quintus Cephas as a wideout, and that's it. So you, there's still going to be some wide receiver. Yeah, there's going to be some work there. But you tell a building team that hey, you can have DeAndre Swift and even Carryon Johnson too. I told you that a couple times. That's a that's a really good number two running back. People are pissed off. You know, saying, oh, let him go. But that's your number two running back. I'll take him all day. Granted, he stayed healthy. Yeah, I would say that's, so, that's we, the caveat. You just mentioned how it would be nice, and I agree, it would be nice to load up on defense in the draft because free agency, you're not going to have much money to do anything. But what if, what what Quinn has done is he's crippled himself into, now if Kenny G doesn't resign, you have to take a wide out in the first or second round. You have to. Who yeah. you, You're not going to sign a number one. I mean, you... It, what are you going to do next you year? you got to have a bridge guy. Listen, here's the thing. You're not winning next year. So you don't. I don't think you need to go out and get a wide receiver next year. You sign a you know, Kenny Stills on waivers right now. Like a guy like that. Like uh, Marvin, do you re-sign him? Uh, Whatever. Quintus Cephas, let's, if the guy can catch a ball and not have Ebron hands, he might be okay. But you're not winning next year. I think it's more important to – dude, if we're not going to draft a quarterback first round, but, I'm saying first three rounds, D-line, D-line linebacker in any order. Because that's what you need right now. It, it's you're Parsons not going to be pretty. Sweet. You're not going to win next year. That's the thing. You have to start getting more this, building blocks. See, this is what sucks. Yeah. So how you said Parsons will be sweet? Parsons will be sweet if we took Tua last year. Now we take Parsons. If we had a new regime, but then you would need absolutely. another corner. I mean, dude, I, as much like, as yeah, we talk about o- or Tua, like I think Okuda is going to be a stud. He's going to. The first couple of games, look at the the wide receivers he went against. Three of the top four yeah. in the league. Hopkins, Devontae Adams. Like Luckily, Michael Thomas was out against the Saints. But he's – Okuda's going to be good. But those are the building blocks you have. You have to draft next year not to win. you got to draft for building blocks. And I think you do that D-line, D-line, linebacker. You start inside sucks. out. It sucks as all those other two cornerbacks that got drafted after, after Okuda are killing it. CJ Henderson yeah, and there's a lot, dude. But when you uh, don't, even when, when you Jalen don't, Johnson on uh, the Bears, yeah. dude, he's doing really good Stunt, too. But dude. look at, Oku- I mean, again, man, this is me defending Okuda. But when you, when you allow an NFL quarterback to sit in the pocket all the time all in the world, no yeah, cornerback in the Jalen Ramsey couldn't be successful I know. I know. in Detroit. I know. Look at Darius Slay. Darius Slay is a Pro Bowl guy, and he wasn't successful last year in Detroit with no with no rush. Yeah, and people talk about his. PFF grade, blah blah blah. It's not so not fair, man. It's not his fault. He's a really good cornerback. He's almost all pro level, but he couldn't succeed when you got no quarterback rush. Yeah, it's it's uh, leaving your guys on an island like that, especially in today's game. 
it, it's it gets really difficult to play defensive back one on one. It's just it's incredibly difficult to, to guard a guy for five, six, seven seconds in the athletes that you're talking. So about. you got one. I'll give you guys. You got to name one position, the position that you want to strengthen going into this off season, and that and that that can include quarterback. Let's say you get a top six pick. Which position do you do? What's your? You got the sixth pick in the draft. What do you do? Not saying with the pick. I'm just saying, what's the one position this entire off season? Do you want to completely flip? If we run a three-four defense, which I'm cool with, linebacker, got to have that edge linebacker, JJ Watt, TJ Watt type player. Devin Bush had a really good year before he got hurt, and last year obviously. Devin but White. I, I yeah, De- Devin White, man. Okay, so lines, so here, we go. Here, here, this is kind of going off that. Um, you gotta answer the question. We have, we have. Okay, I will. I'll go back to it. But we have how many more games left of the year? Six, five, five more games. Five, five, four, and seven. We have five more games. There's a reason why we root for this team to lose, and everyone that keeps telling me, "Oh, you're not a fan. You're always root for your team to win." That's bullshit because we're not going anywhere. So when you lose. You help your draft positioning, and I get it. There's draft positioning. You can find draft talent everywhere. But how you miss a Devin White compared to a – who do we take? TJ. 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 Yep. So, But Devin went five, right? He yeah. went five. But if we would have lost – But Bush went ten. If we would have lost to Green Bay, we would have been picked number five, and we would have been able to get Devin White. But that's Josh Allen went seven. Logan, Josh Allen went Logan seven. Logan Lamadier always tweets the thing saying, you know, it's just as easy to get a guy at ten than it is at five. But the point is, you ask any GM in the league, would you rather have the tenth pick or the fifth pick? Yes. No GM in the world no in any sport is going to say, eh, I'd rather have ten. Yeah, there's a reason why people give up future first-round picks to move up five spots. How, did, how, did, how much momentum did that Green Bay win? Give us a couple It means nothing. So, so when you were cheering your ass off for that Green Bay win, when we didn't even face Aaron Rodgers that last game of the year, which screwed us on that pick, and we ended up drafting a tight end, are you looking back at it now and be like, man, dude, thank God we beat uh, uh, no Aaron Rodgers Green Bay team? I really like Logan, too. I, I think he has some 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 good takes. I think he's good at what he does. But that was awful. Yeah. Being the right Pride of Detroit does that. Pride of Detroit does that shit too. Being the right guy for right. Oh, you, you know, need rivalries. these wins to carry over? No, you don't. No one ever even... The season's over. Momentum's not. Who are you momentum, like momentum that doesn't go week to week. Bragging rights. So let's let's a win against Green Bay week 17 Just we and beat, then tweet oh, them yeah, while they're in the, the playoffs the next week. Bro. Shut up, Yeah, let's dude. tweet them the next Sunday. Hey, man. Good luck in your playoff game, but we beat you last week. Yeah, like okay, let what? us know how you do in your playoff game. It's just it's just so annoying. So th- that's the reason why. And 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 believe me, especially this year when we're thinking about a new regime coming in, probably going to want to take a new quarterback. I pray to God they want to take a new quarterback. We're going to need some losses because we're going to need. We want to draft the the third best quarterback in or who we think, the, so, whether it's a Zach so, Wilson or a, you love Zach Wilson. I like a Trey Lance too. Dude. <laughs> But anyway, so um, it's QB for you. So for me, it's definitely quarterback. Uh, we need to start over. I love Stafford, dude. It's over, man. It's time to move on. It's time to see what else we have. Hopefully, we draft the next Russell Wilson. Hopefully, we draft the next Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it, it is what it is. We have to start over. We have to find a new identity. Give us something to be excited about because with Stafford under center, it, we know what the result is. Eight and eight. 
no, we're not going to win a division. Or we need to start over, fresh slate, completely. You know what sucks too is like a lot of teams that have made the decision to start over, like the Dolphins, like when the Browns did it, like when they took Baker. You know, there were multiple Chargers. years. Chargers too, because they made the pick for. So Herbert Herbert was well, the pick actually. Like it wasn't Tua. Like clearly Herbert is. Like right. NFL pro ready. Right. I'll be the first one but to listen, admit I was. I'm a thousand percent wrong on so Justin Herbert. What's these rebuilding teams? The Raiders, another one, for example. Oh, kill me. So, what these rebuilding teams have in common? Multiple first rounders and cap space. And we're about to go into a rebuild with none, neither of those. I know. We don't have cap space. We don't have multiple first rounders. We have, it's we, gonna. We have a broken defense. Yeah, we have, it's gonna we take have, the rebuild. We so have like, a linebacker in Jamie Collins who we're paying ten million dollars a year, and he's thirty one, uh, and he moves like bricks. We have no linebackers. So no matter what, we are going to be awful next year. For, That's why for I'm a saying, couple years. We're going to be awful because we have for to rebuild that whole entire defense. The only building block you have is basically Trey Flower, Trey Flowers, Okuda, Maybe Tracy Walker. Walker. Yeah. But, like, dude, what else, man? What else is there to – it's depressing, man. Uh, so, I, I, for me, I think it's uh, I think it's D-end, uh, a, a rush end specifically. I think if you can hit on that in the first – in the top ten, you, you get a freak athlete. It changes things. It changes – I love quitting. <laughs> it changes how, um, you know, the opposing team's offense has to – you have to scheme around people. You have to scheme around Chase Young. You have to scheme around both of the Bosa's. Like, they were created in a lab. Like, they they change the outcomes of games because they shorten the amount of time that the quarterback has. They, they're, it's harder to push the ball downfield. It, it, it makes things more difficult – for the offense, and and even with uh, some of the challenges that we have in other levels of linebacking and, and secondary, I think if you get somebody like Michael Parsons in to be the terror off the edge, I think that's that, it. I know the problem is though he's not going to be available. That's the thing is he's going to be the best defensive player off the board. So then you're looking talent wise of what's going to be there. A defensive end from what Miami? That guy's pretty. Yeah. He's pretty highly regarded. For me, my answer is, and this is just because, in my opinion, I want to go full-on rebuild here. Uh, it's it's the quarterback spot, and it's it's only because, like, if you were to say we'd have, like, a top six, I would believe that we would get either a Wilson or a Trey Lance. So, like, if one of those guys are there, because to me, if you're in a rebuild, your team's going nowhere right without way. a quarterback. Yeah, do it the right way. So even if it means you take one of those guys and you're still bad for another two seasons on top of that, you land top ten picks, like if it takes that to build up your defense, but when that defense is there, you have another good quarterback that you can say this is our guy for the same amount of time as we gave Stafford, I think that's a win. Cheap, too. Right. Young well, well, cheap well, contracts. Well, we'll still be paying Stafford. For two more years, tops. Yeah. Well, here's here's the I look, I look at uh, like San Francisco, right? And they sold out. They went. I mean, they tanked. They legitimately tanked. They they acquired oh. draft assets, and they strengthened their defensive line to a point where it was nightmarish. Dominant. The problem is, they are locked in with Jimmy G. He sucks. And Jimmy, you, Jimmy I G. I call Jimmy G. Sucks to begin with. So. Do you keep Stafford? Do you you know give him two year, three year deals or so if he's willing to take something like that? 
knowing that um, you can accumulate picks and and strengthen other areas uh, and then go after your quarterback. In a so it, what if we strengthen the areas to the point where we're not horrible? Let's say we're picking around 16, 17. Not to say that it's impossible to take a good quarterback at that spot, but your cream of the crop guys, like are you are you taking that chance? Knowing like, hey, if we don't take one now, we're probably not going to have another shot at a at a top tier guy in a draft for for a while. Uh, I don't know. JJ McCarthy's coming in Michigan, so uh, I wouldn't years. be so sure about he's locked that. In. He's he's enrolling next month. Uh, Maybe Harbaugh can finally find his. I I would not. Hold your breath on that. All right, let's do some final yes, I am. Yes, I am taking that chance. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Round table. Carl, you're first. Final thought is we just we, – we need to fire – it starts with ownership, and they need to fire Quinn Patricia. Uh, we need to get rid of – we're in such a tough spot financially with this team right now as well, but, I mean, it just starts to where the only excitement I'll feel – is the day that I hear those guys aren't calling shots anymore. That's the only excitement I'll feel. If, if they're still here, I feel like this team's going to the ground. Yeah. Um, my final thoughts is it's, it's, a, it's a two-way package, basically. It, both these guys need to be gone. It doesn't need to just be one or the other. It can't just be Patricia. Then you keep Bob Quinn. You, ha- you have to go in this whole entire rebuild with a whole new mind, a whole new everything, new coach, New GM, new DC, OC, everything. I don't care. Fire the president. Fire Rod Wood. I don't care. We need something new. We need a new identity. It, you can't go half in. You got to go full. Blow it all up. We start over. We try to get some sort of excitement, and hopefully, in three years, we can actually win a goddamn playoff game. So I'm not suicidal. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> uh, look, I I don't think it's. Um you know, hard to figure out. I think the decision, the decision has to be made. Uh, I think Quinn and Patricia need to go. I'm not necessarily one of the people who I want it to be Monday. Uh, I, I want it to be today. Um, if it goes to the end of the year, I guess I'm okay as long as the decision is made. Um, but I agree. I, I think you need to you need to start over. You need to bring in somebody who. Uh, can create some kind of identity for this team, for the city, for this fan base. Um, I'm, I, I want it to be an offensive mind. Because um, yes. it's really hard to play defense. It doesn't matter what level. You're never going to shut anybody out. Like it, unless you're the Detroit Lions and you're playing against the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> I, I think it's. Um, I think the writing's been on the wall for for a year now. Um, the decision has to be made. Um, you know, to create some energy going into the off season and and bring some people in who can figure this thing out. Cuck? Go blue. I mean, the only thing I got to say is you can't reach the top of the stairs until you take the next step. So nothing else matters until you take the next step. The next step is to fire Quinn and Patricia. So we talked uh, you know, for 20, 25 minutes about the future. None of that matters until you fire Quinn and Patricia. Take the next step. Fire them this week. Let's roll. Go Lions. We'll be back next week, maybe. We'll try to be back next week. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to get this going again. Yeah, everyone uh, comment, listen to it, tell us how much you hate it, and uh, we'll probably fire back on Twitter and call you an no, asshole. We're, we're cool now. We're shit. cool with everybody now. Besides Salt. No, we're cool with Salt now. Yeah. Shout out, Salt. What up? <laughs> and Purdue, man. Yeah, Purdue, man. Purdue. Hey, man, go Lions, baby. Man, I hope you had a lot Christ. to drink yesterday. Jesus, God. All right, thanks for listening. 
Tune in uh, next year. <laughs>